Hello and welcome into another episode of Damage Plan MMA Podcast. On today's show, we've got Robin Veich, a 2-0 amateur making the jump up to pro against Jose Mendez in our co-main event on March 18th over at Clearfield High School. Robin gave us a deep look into his meteoric rise to the pro ranks and an inside scoop as to where he believes he can take his fight career for tickets. Head over to FierceFightingChampionship.com before this event sells out. You can also purchase the pay-per-view at that website if you are unable to attend. And without further ado, here is myself with Robin Weish. And right now we are joined by Robin Weish, one of Vigilante Academy's finest, who is going to be making their pro debut in just a couple weeks at Clearfield High School. Robin, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. So we want to talk a little bit to kick things off about your pro debut, your two fights into your amateur career, two first round finishes. What was the decision like to go pro? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I just feel it within myself that I'm ready for it. Uh, the two quick finishes, I just didn't feel like I was really learning anything at this point. Plus, I'm, you know, I'm 27. I'm not getting any younger. Um, this is a young man's game. I'm trying to get out it. I really believe in myself. I believe I'm one of the best 155ers in the world. I'm ready to show it. Um, so after those two fights, it was kind of just a lot of hard work. And then the opponents, you know, props to them for stepping in there. But it was just too, don't want to sound like arrogant, but it was pretty easy. Um, it was pretty easy wins. And I'm looking for a challenge. I'm looking to fight the best because I want to be the best in the world. So why not start now? Why not just get after it? A lot of people are a little scared to risk their record, but ain't no thing but a chicken wing. I'm ready for it. So you're only two fights into your amateur career, obviously making that jump to pro, but you seem to have been training for quite some time. How long have you actually been training martial arts overall? So I started back in high school, um, trained for a little bit, and, and it was kind of off and on throughout the years, just life got in the way. And I was kind of a troublemaker back in the day, so I was doing some some stuff I'm not too proud of, but, you know, it is what it is, and it kind of kept me away from doing what I really love and who I really am. So um, I I just recently, you know, about a year ago, started training again, and uh, Teague Vigil actually just asked me, hey, can you help me out with some jiu-jitsu? And um, so that's how it all started, and it reignited my passion for it, and and I was just like, you know, what am I doing with my life? I'm, I'm doing all these other things that don't really bring happiness to me. They don't fulfill me. They don't fulfill my soul. And uh, just when, when I was called to help them out, I just, like I said, I ignited a fire. And I was like, you know what? I'm everything into this and I'm going to do it till I die. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if I lose, win. I'm going to be a fighter. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be a mentor. I'm going to be everything. So this is just going to be my life. And I just decided that it is what it is. And now I'm 100% committed to it. So where, where did that passion come from? That's so interesting how, how much you're dedicated, not to just, you know, winning, but you're just dedicated to the art of fighting and also the sport of mixed martial arts. Where does that all come from? Um, well, of course, it's fun. But uh, really what it is, is uh, there is a, a, a physical, but also a mental and spiritual journey that you do when you are a mixed martial artist. You know, it's not just about violence, like people who are very educated on sport think it's just a violent sport and it is an art and it's a just how you carry yourself the things you have to do uh, the discipline it takes and just the person it makes you um it really makes you a better person and just how you can touch other people's lives with learning a skill but 
you're there for them and there are tough times you're there for them you know um when they have good times but you get to celebrate those and it's just the brotherhood that you really get um that you don't really get anywhere else i feel like you know and so i'm just passionate about helping other people follow this journey and then also seeing how far i can take this thing myself so it's just brought a lot of good things into my life and it's been one of the biggest positive things that i had in my life so i want to give that to anybody that um wants to have a part of that yeah you talk a lot about the highs and the lows and i mean your team, your gym is growing at a, at an exponential rate. I mean, I think of Dietrich Jessup. I think of your coach Teague Vigil, who's been competing. I think of Trey Munn, who competed a couple of months ago. Obviously, you are kind of one of the big names, as well as Robbie Mitchell. Uh, despite all of those guys in the gym, what do you think, or, or considering all those different names in the gym, all those growing faces in the mixed martial arts community, spe specifically in Utah, what do you think sets your gym apart from other gyms? Because there does seem to be this this closeness and this bond with Vigilante Academy that isn't not there at other gyms, but it seems extra strong at that gym over there. Um, I think it's because it's our own thing. You know, um, we're creating something. Um, we all care for each other on, on a personal level, not just as competitors. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time outside of training together as well. It's just, it is really a family and um, what I get more stressed out seeing my guys fight when compared to when I'm actually in there. I'm cool as a cucumber when I'm in there, but when I see my guys fight, I'm freaking out. And it's just the love I have for them. And yeah, it's just the brotherhood we have. We're just very tight knit group and uh, we're just trying to take this. We're trying to create something special, not just where a lot of people, I feel like in some gyms, you know, not every gym, but there's a lot of ego stuff going on. And I think it holds people back a little bit, you know, and for us, it's like, hey, I'm going to show you everything I got, my best moves, everything I know. And what going to do is make you better, which is going to make me better. And so I think that's why we're evolving so quickly is because we're not holding anything back as far as knowledge. And we're very open to any type of mixed martial art, any type of movement. And we're just trying to figure out what works best and what works best for each other. And um yeah, we're just student where, you know, we're teachers and competitors at the same time. And I think the aspect of I'm teaching somebody is actually helping me a better be a be a better competitor, you know. And so I think that's what's except making us excel. Yeah, I, I think a little bit about obviously those names that you mentioned and, and you talked a little bit about the growth of the gym. It hasn't been around too long. Is that correct? You taught, you just mentioned a couple minutes ago about Teague reaching out to you, just needing some help with jujitsu. Is that kind of how the gym came to be? Was just groups of people just kind of coming together in a small space at one point? I don't think it was originally like, oh, let's start the gym. It was just, hey, help me out. And then another guy comes and another guy comes and it's like, where are these guys coming from? You know, uh, where are all these good dudes coming from? We all have a past and we all have a story, but we're all trying to become better men, not just mixed martial artists. And I think we're all on the same path. And it's just kind of weird uh, how everything just came together. It's almost like it's meant to be, to be honest with you. It's just, you know, it just gets weirder and weirder as far as good stuff's happening. And at this point, I don't even wonder why. I just thank God and move on and just keep keep grinding. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your pro debut. You're facing Jose Mendez and he is a six and one amateur been around for a short amount of time, but a lot of fights during that time, his seven fights to your two fights. And when you think about 
making that jump against someone like Jose, are there any, is there anything about him or is there anything about that matchup that specifically gets you excited? Um, there's, there's nothing I really see where with him, where I'm necessarily worried about, you know, about the Jose taking the fight and stepping in there props to you. But, uh, I just, I'm just so confident in what I can do. And there's nothing that I see that really threatens, makes me feel threatened or makes me feel worried. Um, with him, I'm just excited to get the pro debut going, show you guys and the rest of the world that I belong in the pro divisions and, um, just continue climbing the ladder, man. I'm just, I know what I'm capable of. I'm really hoping that this guy lasts longer than 90 seconds, you know, so I can show a little bit more of my skill set. Also excited to throw these elbows and knees. That's, that's something I actually really wanted to ask you about. Both of your fights so far have been under two minutes. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you was just kind of testing your cardio. I know that Dietrich has a gas tank. I know Teague has a gas tank. I know all those guys over Vigilante Academy, you really weaponize your cardio. Is that something that you're really hoping to do? And, and in, in a perfect world, how far do you want this fight to go? Do you want it to go deep into the third round? Do you want it to be ended in the second or first? Where do you want this fight to go? I really have no expectation. I don't like setting an expectation of like, oh, this has to go. This has to go. I have to finish him this way. I like just feeling it in the moment, and see, you know, seeing my opportunities as they come. Uh, I'm looking forward for him to challenge me. But if it ends up being a quick course, that's a great thing for me. That's less damage. That's a quicker, a quick turnaround. You know, that's how we like it. Um, but also, if he does challenge me, takes me to deep waters. I'm I'm ready to show everybody that I do have a gas tank because I train like I'm fighting Superman every time. I don't care who my opponent is. I'm going to train my ass off. It's all work. And uh, there's, I'm going to be ready for those rounds. I'm going to be, I'm ready for more rounds. I'm ready for championship rounds because I'm already in my mind. I'm going to be a champion. So I might as well just get ready right now. Might you know, start early. So if it, if he does last long, you guys will see that I'm not slowing down. Where do you think that preparation mindset comes from where you want to be as prepared as you possibly can? You said you prepare like you're fighting Superman every single time you make the walk to the cage and it's shown so far with your successes. Where do you think that all started from your, your desire to be as prepared as you possibly can for these matchups? Well, you know, as much as this is a sport, it's not a game. Um, you can get injured in there. And if you take anybody lightly, um, that's not where you want to find out that you lightly, you know, and it can turn into if you if you just took them seriously to win and you took them lightly and now you got something broken or you're all beat up or whatever your pride's hurt even, you know, I mean, uh, the way I see prepare for the worst or I guess the best guy or the worst situation for you, which would be the highest level of competitor. Um, then if it is any better, then great, you're ready for it. But you don't want to undertrain. You don't ever want to undertrain for anybody. And for anybody that's willing to step into the cage, I have mad respect for. I have, you know, I have all respect for my opponents. Um, I know what it takes to get in there, not just physically, but mentally. And so I know that these guys are dogs. And Jose, he's had, like you said, seven fights. So he's got he's got a dog in him. You don't do this for just for fun. You know, it's there's definitely a lot of times where you got to just grind and it's not fun but in the end it's all worth it but yeah i just like just always over preparing because in my mind if an opportunity comes where there's a tougher matchup or anything i want to be ready i want to be ready for any opportunity that comes my way like 
someone called me right now and was like, hey, there's a tougher opponent. Obviously, I got this fight, but I'm I'm there, you know. So I just want to be prepared. I always want to be in fighting shape. I always just just ready. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You know what I mean? So that's just my mentality with life. And that's just how I'm going to be. So my opponent should always expect me to be ready to scrap for the whole fight. If we were to go back a year ago from now, before you had made your amateur debut, did you always, did you know a year ago that you were going to start fighting? When did you kind of realize that you wanted to start doing this? Well, I always had a dream to do it, right? When I was younger, obviously I was training off and on and then life got in the way and I, I made other things more important. But every time I got away from the sport, um, I felt like something was missing inside and I could never really quite figure it out. Um, but like I said, when T came and asked me for my help and just when it reignited the fire, I was just like, this is what I need to do. This is the feeling that I've been missing. This is who I am, you know? And I've just always loved fighting and I just, I love every aspect about it. And why not do something you love? You gotta do what you love and you gotta risk things. You know, I can sit here working nine to five, be miserable collect a retirement and then be that's that's not who I, i'd rather die in the on march 18th than do that so um i've accepted that and i just this is this is just the life i want to take man i'm just 100 percent. there's no doubt in my mind i used to have what do i do with my life or uh, do i do this and then you have people telling you hey go here go do this and this would be good for you but nobody knows what's really truly good for you the only person that really knows that is yourself and I just feel it from within that this is what it, this is who I am. And this is this is just it. Like, I'm just 100 percent on it, man. You said that you kind of always wanted to do this um, specifically. Like, who did you watch growing up? Who inspired you to say, I do want to do that? I want to do exactly what I'm watching in front of me right now. I think the first uh, fighter that really inspired me was uh, Jose Aldo. Um, I just, the way the man fought and just, he was just tearing people up. And I was just like, it's just, he's just crazy. And I, I know with friends back fight clubs and whatever, fighting in the backyard. And then I tended to be very good at it without any training. And it was just kind of came natural to me. And then I just got, I just kept watching more MMA and watching these guys. I'm like, man, this is, this is just awesome. I just fell in love with it. First time I seen it. And now I just want to be the one doing it and just, chase that dream man like really what's what's the goal two years from now where do you want to be in two years my goal is the UFC as fast as possible that is my goal um in my mind like I said I wake up every day I'm already a UFC champion in my mind that belt's already around my waist it's just a matter of putting in the work and showing the rest of the world that's where that's where I belong um, but I'm, I'm not trying to really put too much timelines on it. Cause now you're putting all this stress. All I know is I, and whatever comes from that. And I know my best is pretty damn good. So, uh, if I, as long as I do that, as long as I try, and if I, if I keep staying healthy, I'm planning on every card. If I can, like, um, if, if Zach, if Zach says, Hey, I can get you on the next card after this fight, I will go, you know? If the, it's just going to be as fast as possible, as much as possible, because right now it's the time to grind. Like I said, this is a young man's game. You, you don't have forever. So when I'm blessed with a healthy body after a fight, hell yeah, I'm going right back in there. 
Is there anything else in the world that you want more than what you just talked about? Making it to the UFC, having that belt wrapped around your waist, fighting every single month as often as you possibly can, rising the ranks as, as fast as you possibly can. Is that the life goal? Is there anything else that you want in this world more than that? Right now, my life goal is take, take this as far as I can as a competitor. And then after that, I want to be a coach, man. I want to, I want to coach young. I want to mentor young guys. I want to get guys that had a trouble past like me. I want to catch them a little bit earlier than I did and get them started sooner on the right path. You know, not just training mixed martial arts, but just the way they behave as men or uh, even the females, you know, just these guys. I want to be a good influence on these, on these young kids because uh, it sure would have helped me um, to have that and had that guidance. And when you, have a coach like an MMA coach as a, as a young guy, you're probably going to listen to him a little bit more just because the coolness of it than your parents. Like if your parents said, Hey, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't. Right. But you know, if you have a coach that you really respect, at least for me, if I have a coach that I really respect and he's like, Hey man, you're acting like a jackass or whatever. Like I'm going to probably take that a little as a younger guy, you know, I'm going to take that a little bit more serious. And then if I'm looking up to a guy that let's say I do make it to the UFC, and I do have these things that I plan to do. Once someone sees that that's young, they're going to want those. If they want the same thing, they're going to listen to everything I have to say because they want that same result. So they know what it takes. They know I know what it takes at that point. And that's what I'm really trying to do is it's change young people's lives at the end of the day and inspire them to chase their dreams and to be good people in their communities and, you know, help people out, be, have some service to people. Don't just be about yourself. Don't, is a it's a selfish sport but be selfless you know help some people out um show some love and that's really what it's about man show some love and and serve and out for servant leaders that's what we're trying to make here in the vigilante academy it seems like it's not just you it seems like it's everyone at that gym that has that same mindset and i think that's what's creating such a wonderful culture but also an incredible group of fighters out there robin you are incredible thank you so much for chatting i really appreciate it man I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.